The construction industry is undergoing a huge transformation. Designers and contractors are facing new challenges every day. We are all overloaded with rising material costs, a growing skilled labor gap, increasing project complexities, and countless digital solutions. This podcast focuses on innovation through process analysis, change management, and building a culture of continuous improvement. Together, we will learn from industry leaders on how to improve workflows, increase communication, and build the future. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Harbison coming to you from the Nika Innovation Overload Podcast Studio, and I'm joined by Tahir Ali and today's special guest, Jeffrey Fuentes, who is the Executive Vice President of Aurora Electric. Jeffrey, we're so excited to have you on and talk to you today. To start off, tell us about your background and how you got into this industry. Sure. Thank you, Amanda Tahir. It's a pleasure to be with you guys in in this podcast. The the journey of me getting into this industry, it's a perhaps very unique, but that's what innovation is all about, right? It's about being unique and, and, and not the same as other things. I'm originally from Costa Rica. I did my bachelor's degree down there in business administration. And right after graduated, I got the, the opportunity to leave Costa Rica and work in, in Venezuela. And that led to also working in Italy. And after that, I landed in Los Angeles to learn English. That was back in 1998. And after four months of being there, the company that had sent me back then to to do this program for English decided to keep me there. So those four months turned into five years. I was working in marketing. That's what my specialization is, marketing and business administration. And I hit a wall. I hit a wall and I decided to, to, that there was more for me in, in, in the United States market. So I moved to New York in, in search of new venues and new adventures for me. I started working in an, an advertisement agency as well, but then I got in touch with uh, some friends that were doing some work for the MTA and uh, New York City Transit. And I really enjoy working with them and they really enjoy working with me. Pretty much everything that I have done in my life has been about managing projects. So I ended up managing or helping the, the PM manage the semi-line extension project. Essentially, it was the first time in 100 years that New York City Transit had opened a new subway station. So we were the integrators. And so we managed, managed eight different systems that were needed for that station. And through that, I got to know some electricians. And two years ago, almost, I met Veronica Rose, the owner and founder of Aurora Electric. And when we met, she asked me to join her team and to join Aurora and help her lead the company to new frontiers. So that's how I ended up here. That is a, a very exciting story. And we'll definitely get back to some of the details of, of you know what it's been like for you to adopt the electrical construction industry. But before we get into that, Jeffrey, one of the things about innovation overload is we're always looking at innovation and the fact that it can mean so many things and that it is a little bit of an overload, right? Everybody uses this word, this phrase, and has different meanings. So what does innovation mean to you, Jeffrey? Well, it means a lot of things. It, it, it is hard to, to encapsulate in a certain way that a definition for innovation. But to me, I think innovation, it's equal to change. Because if I am reluctant to change anything that I've done in my life, 
I cannot be innovative. So I think by accepting change, and this is a golden thread in a certain way that has been always in my life, right? I had to move away from my country. I have to learn about new cultures. I have to learn different languages. And because I accepted to take that challenge upon uh, or that was presented to me, I was able to innovate because I was not the same Jeffrey that was in Costa Rica before. I was able all of a sudden to understand the Venezuelan culture, the Italian culture, the Canadian culture, the Mexican culture, all these places where I have started working and with people that I work with. And that allowed me to innovate because I will remember how each culture has a, a value, right? There are many things in, in cultures that are positive and negative. But what I was doing was I was keeping the treasure that, that culture was giving me and using it when there was a problem. Because I was like, oh, the Venezuelans did this when I had an issue with the Italian market, right? Or stuff like that. So I was able to innovate because I was able to accept change that was happening in my life, professional or, or, or personal as well. That's amazing. And, you know, that's an, another big hit on when you change from different cultures is you have to get good with change. You know, and that's something that a lot of people have trouble with. And I think that's a great experience, especially with innovation. There's going to be change. And I want to know for you and Aurora, Aurora Electric, how is the leadership with innovation? Because I hear all the time it's from the top down to really ensure that, you know, your mission, vision and core values are really strong. So tell us about that. So. I, I love this this uh, segue because that's what we are doing at Aurora. Two years ago, and, and Veronica Rose, she is a visionary. She knows where she wants to bring this company. She was an explorer, she likes to say, when she joined the industry. There were no women in the industry. She was the first master electrician in New York. So she was an innovator. So she has been in business for almost 30 years, right? And she decides that she wants to change the industry from within. So she has been bringing people in the leadership team that are right now with me that see the industry differently, right? We talk about cultures, how you bring, well, we are bringing the culture from other sectors in the professional world in the United States to the electrical industry because we can utilize those procedures or processes that they have in, in other industries into the electrical industry to make it better. Not to change it just because we want to change it, but to make it better. Because there is a way of, of innovating by utilizing that good stuff the banking industry has, the advertisement industry has. And if we're able to adapt it to the electrical industry, we'll, we're going to be successful. In fact, when we talk about core values, right? Aurora has five core values. One of them is we treat people with respect and honesty. Well, do we really do? And believe me, we find people in all industry who don't treat people with respect and honesty. But when you get people from banking, from advertisement, from together, say, this is what the electrical company is. Okay, that's fine. You know, we, and there is an openness. So they, this person says, we do this in a different way. What do you think? Well, that, why not? Let's give it a try, right? So we have been implementing certain changes within Aurora that is already showing that it is possible. We fire a client because the client didn't show respect or honesty towards our work. So we decided that we were not going to work with our client. So we fired the client. So are we able to do that all the time? Well, no, because there is a financial aspect as well. But we are changing. We're being innovators by doing this because there has to be a mutual respect among companies as well. 
That makes so much sense. And there's about a hundred different follow-ups that I want to have. So I'll just, you know, start at the beginning and then see where we go. You know, you mentioned, Jeffrey, that you came into this industry, you came into construction kind of from a project management background, but having worn many hats over your career. So I would love to first ask you, we have a lot of listeners who are either in construction, they may not be in electrical, or they are they're, they're either new to the construction industry or they're in the industry and they're hoping to recruit great minds like yourself, right? Like people from other industries who can bring in those lessons that they've learned and apply them to construction. So how did you become attracted or enamored in a way that you knew that this was the right next step for you? And what advice would you have for contractors, listeners, our audience members who are trying to find experts in parallel industries and bring them in? Okay, so that, that's a very long question. <laughs> but I, I think it comes to the core of the person and the core values that the company has. When I met with Veronica, I did not meet her because I was looking for a job. I said, you know, I'm thinking about changing jobs. Let's have a conversation. Well, I left that meeting with a job offer. But because we connected at many levels, not only professionally, but also personally. And that's what Aurora is all about. It's about the people. We have heard many times how the person is at the center of an organization. We Sometimes we forget about that. That doesn't mean that we are not going to work really hard to make a profit. Absolutely. So that, that's one thing, right? Look for the core values that that individual shares with the organization. Another aspect is there are so many industries, right? And, and I use that, the, the image of learning or going on vacation to different countries to learn about cultures. Well, let's inform ourselves about other industries. What are they doing right? I've been surprised in talking with other colleagues in, in the industry because they don't know about the, the Project Management Institute. Project Management Institute, it's a, a, an American organization that strives to, and I'm not doing a commercial here, by the way, <laughs> uh, that they strive to make sure that the project managers follow a certain, a certain methodology that is in tune with what the profession brings to the table, regardless of the industry you are you are in. So you get a certification. You have to study. You have to be a professional in the industry. And you have to pass that certification. And you have to maintain that certification, right? It's, it's a, right now, I believe there are 1,100,000 people in the world who have the certification. So it's, it's a, in a certain way, it's a club. But you know that when you hire that individual, that individual is going to behave a certain way because there's a code of conduct. conduct. There's, there's a, a lot of things that many people don't understand. Now, that doesn't mean that they know everything about the electrical industry. No, because that's one of, I'm one of them. I didn't know any a lot of things about the industry, but you have the basis to build that. So learn the information is out there. Saying that I don't know, it's not a, a value answer anymore because information is out there for us to, to find out. So ask a question. How do you do that? You know, why do you do that? Well, let's, let me find out. You know, so that openness to change, to, to exploring the new stuff will lead you to new discoveries that very likely are going to enhance what you do or the company you are in. That makes so much sense. And I think, you know, there are really some some poignant takeaways there from making sure that someone is the right fit, the right culture, and and also vice versa, right? You want to find a company that is that resonates with you. And, and, and so now looking at this from a different angle, and you touched on this a little, 
as someone who is relatively new to the electrical construction industry, how did you find yourself able to get up to speed with the processes and procedures and just kind of the, the, the unique culture that electrical construction brings? And again, one of the things that I'm really excited about is the idea of you know, we have a lot of listeners who are focused on onboarding or focused on when they bring people in, making sure those people stay and are successful. So what advice do you have from your own experiences kind of becoming and continuing on this journey to to get to know this industry that you now represent? And, and I don't think there is a, a perfect recipe to answer the question that you just did ask me, right? But I think there are a few aspects that I would like to, to touch. One of them is challenge the person. Challenging your employees is very important, but at the same time, reward them. And at the same time, talk to them. So why did I mention those three things? The human person is never satisfied. It, it, it very, very seldom we find a person who, who is sedentary and like, oh, I'm happy with this one. Don't, don't, you know, there are those people, but most of the people, especially the young, younger generations, they cannot stay still, right? We see them with Instagram, we see them with, with Facebook, we see them with all LinkedIn, you know, we see them with all of those things almost at the same time, holding or, or keeping up with a bunch of channels. So our work, I think, is, is the same way. But let's challenge them with realistic goals. How do we do that? Having the right communication with them. With performance reviews. Yes, you can do performance review, but set goals to them for the next four months, for the next six months, for the next three months, and give them the tool to reach them. But and many times those tools means let's talk about them. I mean, let's talk with them about these goals. And most importantly, even a step before that, let's not be afraid to share the wealth of information that we have acquired over the years. In this case, in the electrical industry, because by giving what we have learned, we're actually receiving from others, even if we don't realize that. Giving to the other ones is going to help us be better what we do. So challenge our people by giving them our experience, setting up goals and communicating with them so they can reach those goals. That's what I will say. I love that. I mean, when you learn from others, I'm all about efficiency and not reinventing the wheel. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what you can learn from your peers. And you think it's such a, you know, I've been doing that for years. And, you know, the contractor down the road was like, I had no idea. Like that's going on. That's great advice. (laughs) And one thing I want to hit with, or electric is I know you have some special classifications and I'd love to hear about which classifications business-wise that or electric holds and whether or not that has opened up doors or if it's been obstacle, if you want to share that with our listeners. Sure. We are a certified women-owned business, right? The owner of the company is Veronica Rose, as I had mentioned earlier. And we are also, we are certified by the Port Authority of New York, New Jersey, we are certified by the New York State, by New York, and uh, the city of New York as well. And we have other certifications in, in a few other states as well. Since many years ago, and recently even more, there has been a push from the government or uh, government agencies to have companies who are minority because they are owned by a Hispanic, by a, by a Black person, or uh, Indian, or Asian. Uh, person or with heritage from from there, or women on, and to try to help that society 
from those marginal groups to make a name for themselves. So we are finding that 20% of $20 million job, an airport or train station, needs to be given to these kind of electrical companies. Now, that doesn't take away that we have to be professional, that we have to comply with all the laws, that we have to provide excellent work. That doesn't take away because you will be treated the same way. So yes, we have uh, these certifications, but at the same time, we better perform the way they expect us. Otherwise, nobody will use us, right? So that's that's something that I think is important because in, in, a, in a certain way, I like to, to say, you know, there is the, a forest that is growing in silence that is sustaining the society that we're living in. And we are not these big companies that 3,000 employees, 2,000 employees, 300 employees, you know, we are a small company with 30, 50 employees that are playing an integral part in building the society where we live. So, and I think more and more that's expanding to other parts of, of, of America. That's a really um, compelling analogy, especially like you said, the kind of the roots that you're, you're able to take across the infrastructure, across, you know, all of our communities, which I think is a really powerful thing. So you did mention being a smaller contractor in terms of like size, number of people. I think one of the, the, the common misnomers is that innovation is for the giants, right? Innovation mm-hmm. is, is for the big companies who can afford to have an entire tech team or, you know, build, their, build everything from the ground up. How do you all as a self-professed smaller company, how do you inject innovation into every day and, and, and your operations and your people and, and your culture overall? Well, I, I think you can look at, at your point, right, that innovation is only for big companies in two ways. Yes, you can look at it because they have the money to invest or spend to, let's see if we find something new or something that is going to solve problems. I agree on that one there. But you also have red tape. And many times these big companies will follow the lead from upper management. And that's what they on what they want to innovate, where we find ourselves with a smaller number of people and the contact right, that we have with the field, it's much more near that a big company or an R&D team that is in an office somewhere, right? So by having that closeness to the field and having a smaller pool of shareholders, if you want to call it, we're able to make decisions faster. Now, how do we make sure that we foster innovation? I mentioned communication with people, challenges. Same thing here, right? Communication. Don't be afraid of talking to me. I will not be afraid of, you know, it's an idea. Sure. Let's look into it. And sometimes an idea might not come turn out to be the best one. But the fact that you don't stop that from happening or, 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 or shame somebody because it didn't happen, right? I'm talking about ideas, simple ideas for within our means too, right? I'm not talking a, a new innovation of create a new product. We just That's not even our niche market, right? So how can we make our job better in certain places, right? Call it uh, innovating ways of, of delivering material, innovating ways of pulling cable, you know, and, and we have enough information out there to, to be innovative. So that smaller size company will allow me to make decisions faster and also allows me to understand the field much faster because it's, it's daily. We see it with our hands, you know, I have to go to a, to, to a job site. Why? Because we forgot something and there is nobody in the company to take it. I'll take it. No. So that realization, so guys, how can we do this better? And, and so we work together. 
I love that. And, you know, on the subject of innovation, I have to hit this topic because it's an amazing one. Uh, Nika Innovation has the Innovation Institute, which you are part of the Edison cohort. And I wanted to get your take on how the program is for you and what your favorite thing is so far. (laughs) Well, I got to tell you that it has been one of the best experiences of my life because I was very reluctant to join the, the, well, actually I was skeptical that I was going to be of value to the, to the cohort, right? Because again, here's Jeffrey, a guy who knows at the time, very, very little about the electrical industry. What am I going to do surrounded by electricians or people who have been in the industry for 20 years? What am I going to contribute with? And it was a, a, a very subtle yet past realization that, and connecting to what I was saying at the beginning, right? I was open to a change, open to learn something new. And I can tell you, we are, what, six, eight, eight months into this cohort, and I want to do it again. Not only because I've learned so much, but my life has been enriched so much by every single individual who is part of the cohort and every single guest that we have had to come to talk to us because they all come and gives you a whole new perspective of somebody in Oregon, somebody in San Diego, somebody in Milwaukee. And, and that's what I was talking about earlier about culture. They Each person is, a, is a, a world in themselves, right? They have certain influence from the family, from the work, from the location where they are, and they are successful. They are happy what they are doing. They, they have the same challenges I do, but we are able to share those painful situations within the industry and sometimes also outside the industry, right? Because we cannot just forget about the work that we do when we go back home. You know, it, it comes with us. This is something that, again, is being innovative. It's something that nobody has ever done before. Bringing, in a certain way, competitors from different companies with all electrical work, but just from different states, to share experiences and, and, and solutions to issues to make all of us better. You know, and with that, we build I respect for the other. I respect every single cohort member so much because they are trying. They are trying to do the right thing. They are trying to to work hard. They are trying to make money too, but they are trying and they all have core values that makes them unique and yet the same in this group. That is quite a candid and resounding endorsement. (laughs) <laughs> of, of of the program, which uh, we we definitely put you on the spot, being being that Amanda and I are purveyors of and supporters of of you and your cohort, and I think it's it's been a great journey for for us as well. It's definitely something I think the connections have been just fantastic to watch how you've been able to learn from each other. Right there's there's a lot of humility there. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeffrey. You know, we've covered so many amazing things today, right? We talked about Veronica and and being um, a pioneer and explorer. We talked about your own background and the the multi country tour that that brought you to us in 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 the folds of Nika and brought you to to New York City. And and as you said, you don't work for the Project Management Institute, but you certainly have given it a re- resounding endor- endorsement. 
and even your own experiences within joining this industry and, and within the Innovation Institute, for which we are internally grateful for what you bring to the conversation. So this is a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of exciting topics. If you were to summarize it all or come up with either just a takeaway for our audience members, our listeners to, to take with them, at, even through the episode wrapping up or or a call to action, just some sort of a, a final, final message, what would you want to leave our audience members or listeners with? Sure. I think I will say, you know, as, as we grow older or wiser, <laughs> we also grow settled on our ways of doing things. We have to be careful with that because when we settle on something, we don't welcome innovation. We, we somehow close, it's like a turtle, right? Goes inside the, 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 their secret space and, and, and nothing will penetrate that, right? We have to be careful. Let's, let's be open to new ideas, to new ways of doing things. We don't know where this is going to take us, right? But if we are open, we will be able to decide this is good, this is not good. If we are not open, we might lose a chance for something greater. So let's just give innovation a chance to rock and roll our lives. I love that. It's amazing. It's true. You have to be open-minded. You have to be open to receiving change and comments and learning with one another. So thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being on the show with us today. And thank you for your insights. For all of our listeners, feel free to reach us at innovation at with any questions, comments, or suggestions. We look forward to hearing your view of innovation and the challenges ahead.